Five o'clock in pirate country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. and rolling Tuesday edition Patrick Johnson show and we've got uh, quite a show today for you some highlights uh, from Joe Dooley's Joe Dooley show and uh, coach Dooley last night that show heard right here on 94.3 the game he is uh along with the other Pirate basketball players. uh, Chartering up to Cincinnati right now. ECU will play there tomorrow night. And we'll have uh, for you a uh, 90-minute edition tomorrow of the Patrick Johnson Show. Get you ready for ECU and Cincinnati. Uh, great to be along with you here, and it's uh, nice to have uh, a few minutes with you uh, on this uh, Friday. Thanks for dialing our, or excuse me, I wish it were Friday, uh, Tuesday for dialing our way. Uh, Pirate basketball tomorrow night, coming off the national championship game, the Georgia Bulldogs in a uh, rally win against uh, Alabama and deny them back-to-back uh, national championships. So uh, first time in... Uh, 41 seasons, third time, all-time for Georgia winning uh, the national title. Uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington producing uh, today. Philip, you doing all right? Well, I was till you gave me false hope that it was Friday. I'm sorry. My bad. Hey, let me ask you something. Um, did you make it all the way through last night? I- I'm sure you did. You're kind of a night owl. So I'm guessing you probably did without any problem. Yeah, made it all the way through. I did have a, uh, I did have to drink some sweet tea yesterday to get a little caffeine in me, but I did make it. You know, so I'm sitting there and I'm, uh, it's nine six, and you know, I just said, you know what, I, I, I said, I've got to tap out. I can't. If I stay up, this is going to be the clunker that it is, right? And if I go to bed, it's going to be a pretty good game. And what do you know? Pretty good game. Well, thank you for taking that sacrifice for the rest of us. We really appreciate you, Patrick. Took one for the team, boys. Took one for the team, fellas. So uh, that was the deal there. Um, First half stunk. I I was able to, when I got up this morning, I was able to catch a little bit. You know, ESPN usually does that truncated replay where they'll replay the game in two hours or 90 minutes or something like that. And, well, you may not know this because you're never up at <laughs> that hour, right? I, I'm usually not, but I do know that they redo that stuff a lot, especially right. on like ESPNU or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I watched the uh, I watched the game and uh, a little bit of it while I had some breakfast this morning and coffee and all that. And, of course, uh, getting ready uh, for, for talk of the town and some other duties in the morning. So that was the... That was uh, caught a little bit of that. Was unable to kind of watch the you know stretch run, um, but you know I've obviously watched the highlights and read all about it. I, Stetson Bennett must have had um, what's his name? I, Bennett. Yeah, what is Stetson it, uh, Bennett. 
Stetson Bennett, yeah. Stetson Bennett must have swapped. The real Stetson Bennett either left or, or showed up. I don't know. Because he did not look like I mean, he He looked rattled early on and looked totally out of, like, didn't need to, like, who is this cat, you know? Yeah, I agree. And in the second half, he definitely got rid of that rattled look, but it's not like he put up, you know, crazy phenomenal numbers. He just kind of did what he had to do. He was a game well, manager. He only was his, 17 for 26 for 224 on the game. His defense aren't bad numbers. His defense is what did it for him, you know? That and their That's, ability to establish the run. Yeah, that's the big thing that did it for him. All right, so uh, national championship last night, uh, Georgia. And, I mean, let's face it, right now everybody's probably thinking. Uh, of course, I saw one poll. I think we put it back out on uh, our Facebook but um, for 94-3 the game. But um, I guess Bama right now, preseason number one, according to some, in the way-too-early preseason rankings. Yeah, that's what I saw was uh, Bama one. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't I don't see it on here. It might have been on Twitter. Um the final poll for the year, according to the Associated Press. Uh, of course, Georgia, Bama two, Michigan three, Cincinnati finished fourth. Uh Notre Dame eighth. Oklahoma ten. Ole Miss eleven. How about that? Pitt thirteen. Clemson fourteen. Wake Forest fifteen. Louisiana sixteen. And then Houston finished seventeenth. So a couple teams in the top 20 for the American. I've seen where Houston's in the top 20 for the preseason poll. BYU 19, the Wolfies, the Pack, uh, finished uh, 20th, and uh, it really kind of rounds it out. I mean, the rest of them, who cares? Uh, always anonymous text line. Dude, you're all over Bennett. He's a national champ. You called him a JV QB this morning. He looked like one in the first half. What I saw with my eyes, always anonymous texter, he looked like a JV quarterback. And he's a national champion, but, you know, so are a lot of guys that didn't exactly make plays. They played great in the second half. They ran the ball. The defense bailed him out. But when in the first half, at what point I, I decided to tap out of this snooze fest, it was, uh, he was not looking like he belonged in prime time. So, but hey, he's a, he's got a national title, so I, I won't call him a JV quarterback, right? I did get some funny uh, memes today from people about Bennett and and all that stuff. And I guess Kirby Smart said it was uh, like widespread ninety four, and uh, he meant ninety eight. He had not seen that many people in Athens since a widespread panic concert. Which elicited a, a, a like from Brian Mull or a retweet from Brian Mull, who's a widespread guy. So, not my bag, man. Not my bag. Um, pirate basketball tomorrow. Looking forward to uh, that at Cincinnati tomorrow night. Second road test of the year. We'll have the Pirate Report coming up in a little bit. Uh, we'll start to probably look at – I got to look into the ticket situation because I know some people have requested – uh, for the game on Saturday, but still, we need a good crowd Saturday. Uh, was talking with a doctor today who, you know, feels like it's still this Omicron thing is still problematic, but we're getting to the other side of it. And, and I'm not talking about Greg Murphy this morning on uh, Talk of the Town. I, I was really not a part of that interview, but um, another doctor I talked to today seemed to think that we're 
just got to kind of hang on for a little bit, and uh, and then this thing will kind of clear out here precipitously. Uh, so hopefully we'll start to see that wave slow a little bit. And uh, yeah, nobody was nobody was worried about it in Indianapolis last night. That place was uh, packed. There was a great energy in there. So uh, you know, I think some some things that have had some issues with ticket sales. I really think that the the variant kind of kept people away from the ECU Tulane game. To be honest. So I hope that's not the case this uh, week. I hope people will show up and uh, be a be a part of a, a good crowd because you need a good crowd when you have a team quality of Memphis coming in. Memphis was was fabulous. Cincinnati was good too. That's a tough environment to play in last time. So this is not going to be easy against Cincinnati uh, tomorrow night. But uh, Pirates are, you know, I think on the whole playing better if they play, you know as well as they did at times and have at times this year. I mean, they're, they're going to compete. I, I don't know if they're going to win, but they're certainly going to compete. And I, and I think tomorrow uh, is another one of those really good opportunities to kind of compete uh, and, uh, and see what you could do. I mean, Cincinnati's got some fabulous players, and, and Wes Miller's done a good job. They looked really good at times against Memphis on Sunday. But, you know, they, this isn't what you'd call vintage Cincinnati, but they are always tough at home. Michael Perry will join us on the show tomorrow, uh, among others, on the 90-minute edition. Uh Talking some pro wrestling in our second half hour today, Tony Schiavone, who is uh, now on AEW Wrestling as one of the announcers. Uh, Tony also, uh, for years, was with uh, Mid-Atlantic and then WCW when wrestling was really hot 25 years ago. Tony was on WCW, so uh, he's back now, and uh, they will be in Raleigh tomorrow night at the PNC Arena. Will uh, AEW? We talked to Matt Hardy a little earlier in the year, so we've we've had some pro wrestling guys on. Matt Hardy had just jumped to this organization uh, when we uh, talked to him, and he was fantastic. So, uh, looking forward to catching up with Tony in a little bit. Tony actually has had some involvement with uh, the University of Georgia's radio broadcasts, and he was part of the Braves Network for a number of years. So, uh, Tony's a, a, got some uh, sports casting cred to his. Uh, to his resume there. Uh, let me see. Anything else? Oh, yeah, Panthers today. Philip, what do you think of this? Panthers got rid of their defensive line coach, which is a little bit of a head-scratcher to me. Uh, they got rid of their special teams coordinator. All right. But they got rid of their offensive line coach. Does that shock, did any of that shock you? The D-line part did. I mean, I thought the uh, Panthers' D-line I, played pretty well this year. That was a That was a real... Strong point this year, I thought, the defensive line. I thought. Yeah, we got after the uh, quarterback well. I mean, some of that did come from the linebackers, but stopped the run really well, you know, second overall defense in the league. So that obviously starts up front with the D-line. So a little shocking there, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I was a little baffled by that. And then um, I'll tell you this, too. I mean, I guess you got to, after a year like this, you got to make some changes. I get it. But the offensive line thing, I mean, if you don't have the horses, right? We expect, we expect, who, what was the guy that was the, I mean, I couldn't even tell you who the guy was, but who's the offensive line coach, Philip? It was, sorry, I got to pull it up here and look for my update. All right. Um, it was Frank Oakham. Okay. So is Frank Oakham some kind of miracle worker? 
Yeah, I get what you're uh, saying because I mean, like right. you said, they were all hurt. You got to have the horses. It would it would take a miracle worker to have made that offensive line representative this year. And I mean, even when they were healthy, there. I mean, it's like Zoki said yesterday. What the, what like there's any all pro guys on that offensive line? So I mean, this is this is just. I mean, look, they're going to bring back Rule for a third year. Fine with it. You know, I know Ben said he's fine with it. I'm sure others, our guy Hayes Permar, when he was in for gold the other day and the other week, you know, fine with it. Give the guy his third year. But if you're going to be really, really serious about this, you're David Tepper, you got to find a way with your money situation. And I understand there's cap limitations, but you've got to find a way to go out and sign offensive linemen as free agents. you got to find a way to go out and make some trades to get some offensive linemen. You don't have a ton of assets to do it, but you, you've got to figure out a way to do all that because if you're going to build it through the draft, then, I mean, you can kiss Matt Rule's bumbling uh, self goodbye because, I mean, he, he will not stick around. He's not the long-term guy if they're going to build, try to build it through the draft, and it'll take forever to build an offensive line through the draft. It, it could be a part of it, but I think you've got to do those other things in order to – you know, just be in a position to to be competitive. You know, everybody wants to win. Don't get me wrong, and, and win. You know, divisions and and get to the uh, NFC Championship. Everybody wants it. Get to the. I mean, that's that's what you're in this for. But if you cannot, you cannot even be a representative team. That's that's you know a playoff team or fighting for the playoffs if you don't have some kind of offensive line if you're gonna build it through the draft then then we that gives us a good indication that Matt rule either won't make it through next year or probably will not uh, make it into year four all right uh, a break we'll come back and uh, we'll go through our pirate report some uh, preview of East Carolina at Cincinnati for you tomorrow night we'll have a 90 minute edition five till 6 30 leading into network coverage tomorrow and when we return uh, some of the highlights as it pertains to Cincinnati from the Joe Dooley radio show, uh, which was heard last night right here on 94.3 The Game. It is uh, the P-Man and the ref with you on a Tuesday back after this. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. If you want the best steak in Eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. 
The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. Furnished by the Entertainment Industry Foundation. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, we've got uh, today's Pirate Report. And we got ECU tomorrow taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincy and ECU, 7 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, let me see here. I do not have – well, Joe Dooley talked about last night what kind of cost them the game, in a sense. In other words, uh, they had a bad stretch that led to a, a run. So it really wasn't the shot at the end by Damian Dunn that counted or beat ECU. I mean, I know it did, but the Pirates set themselves up for kind of a bad situation at the end. Long before that, according to Joe Dooley. Yeah, there's a, a stretch from the 14:38 stretch uh, mark of the second half to about the 10:30 stretch where they went on a 13-0 run, uh, where we got one shot. We had three offensive fouls, we had a couple turnovers, and we had two bad shots. Uh, we had a defensive breakdown. One of the turnovers led to a three-point shot in transition. One to, led to a broken floor where Dunn got a a, a layup and. Uh, you know, we've talked about that, and that, that was a very frustrating. I, I did think once that there was also a point where we probably could have broke and we just bent a little bit. So that was uh, Joe Dooley last night. Some more comments from Joe coming up here in just a second. Uh, quick mention that Damian Dunn, the native of Kinston, was named the AAC Player of the Week as he's the guy who stroked the buzzer beater 78-75, the final of the loss in Philadelphia on Saturday. Uh Alonzo Frank, 15, a season high for him. And then Tremont Robinson-White was awesome, 14 points. Vance Jackson, 12, six boards. Tristan Newton had the nine assists, uh, matching a career high, but also eight points and six rebounds. 
Uh, Joe Dooley on, uh, and, I, and I watched this game. I know you were watching the Panthers game probably, uh, ref, but I, I just couldn't stomach a whole deal between uh, watching the Panthers. So I, I watched Cincinnati and Memphis and then flipped over to the Panthers once it ended. It was a heck of a game, and uh, this was uh, Coach Dooley's thoughts on uh, that because they played Sunday, and, of course, since he's the opponent tomorrow night, Memphis the opponent in Greenville on Saturday. Yeah, I thought both teams really competed. I mean, you want to talk about some shot-making, uh, you know, spectacles, and then obviously both teams were able to protect the rim. I mean, you know, you've got the, the two active leading shot blockers in, in the NCAA at uh, Cincinnati, and then obviously Duran and those guys from Memphis, Josh Minow and those guys can really, you know, protect the rim for uh, – for Memphis, those guys have really done a really good job of that. Cincinnati is eleven and five, one and two on the year in the American so far. Lost to Memphis eighty-seven eighty at uh, FedEx Forum. Bearcats uh, were knocking in the threes, sixteen of thirty from deep, and uh, Jeremiah Davenport made his first seven attempts from behind the arc en route to a career high twenty-one points. He is Cincinnati's leading scorer at 13 points per game. More on him in a minute. This is Joe Dooley first on Wes Miller, the former Tar Heel who coached UNC Greensboro to much success before taking the Cincinnati job this offseason. Good coach. You know, great program. I mean, you start thinking about it. I'm reading their game notes. I mean, think about our league when you play the fifth wing of this program in NCAA history on Saturday and on Wednesday you play the 11th. So you're playing two of the top 11 teams and wins in NCAA history, great history. You know, Oscar Robertson, great players they've had. Huggins had an unbelievable run. Mick Cronin went to nine straight NCAA tournaments once he got that thing up and running. Uh, you know, Wes is, will do a good job. You know, obviously they're going to transition to the Big 12, so it'll be a, a, a little bit of a transition that way. But uh, inherited some good players. Davenport's a really good player. Uh, Mike Adams-Woods is a really good player. Uh, and they've got some really good solid pieces. Ju- Julius is really, really good. All right, we mentioned Jeremiah Davenport. This is Joe Dooley on him, who's coming off a career-high 21. He's a very, you know, he does a good job. He, They put in some what we call shake action. He plays behind, so you'll come off a ball screen and he'll roll up behind you. Uh, does a really good job in trailer uh, trailer threes. Um, you know, found some open A run. They put some him in some spots to do those type of deals. We recruited him out of high school. He's a Cincinnati kid. Uh, I, I don't know. It was got late in recruiting, and Cincinnati got involved just before Mick left. Uh, but he's really, you know, really grown as a shooter. He's a good kid, very good kid. Family, all of his family, I think his sister and mom and dad all played college basketball. So he's got pretty good lineage and a uh, really good player. Uh, you know, we, we've got to make sure we know where he is at, at all times. All right, and uh, a couple minutes ago, Dooley mentioned uh, David DeJulius. Uh, this is uh, a more direct uh, remark on uh, just how good David DeJulius is for the Bearcats. Yeah, transfer from Michigan. Uh, great shot faker. I, we we went through with our guys today to learn about personnel, about how he when he puts the ball in his left hand, he's going to drive it, step back, shot fake. Uh, there was ten to twelve instances where he's drawn fouls. Uh, the first play of the Memphis game, he did it. He drove, he drove it, stepped back, put ball in his left hand, shot faked, lifted one of the players from Memphis and drew a foul. So we've got to be alert about staying down. He's very good with the ball. Um, terrific in transition, gets downhill, very strong, and a really crafty scorer. He gave us a little bit about this a moment ago, but uh, this is a coach scouting the Bearcats a little more, uh, uh, with a, a little more, um, I guess you could say, remarks on the team overall. 
Well, you're going to see a lot. I mean, they, they really push hard in transition. Their bigs, guy do, bigs do a very good job of do, and those guys do a really good job of rim running, trying to seal. Uh, after that, they will run some staggers and get the, get some movement. Uh, they will run some quick-hitting set plays to, to do it. And, uh, you know, they really do a great job. Now, with the, the, it's like everything else. And same with Memphis is you're, with the offense, the possession might not begin until the ball shot. And by that I'm saying they, you know, they're going to run to the backboard. They average 12.5 offensive rebounds a game. So once the ball is shot, you have to brace yourself, go after the ball. Uh, but you'll see a lot of set plays. Uh, you'll see, you know, Adams Woods will get a lot of shots. They get him going left. And they run to Julius Long, some baseline runner, to get him involved. And a lot of what we call shake action, like I said previously, for Davenport to get shots from behind the play. Brief cut here, but uh, Cincinnati, and they did this uh, the other day, by and large, they took care of the basketball Cincinnati does not turn the ball over, according to Coach Dooley. They turn the ball over 10 times a game. They're, they're, they lead the American in the fewest turnovers in, in the league uh, per game. Uh, value of the ball, uh, as you can see with that, their assist turnover ratio is really, really good. And uh, the Bearcats, 16-30 of 30 from behind the arc against Memphis. Dooley on the Cincinnati ability to shoot the three ball. Well, one thing, they, they, like you said, they made 16 against Memphis. I thought some of it, you know, Memphis does trap and press, so there's some broken floor situations where uh, Cincinnati was able to, you know, play numbers on the back end and, and, and got some shots. I thought they got some kick-out threes and some driving kick threes. Uh, DeJulius can make a, you know, can create a shot for a three. I, and like we talked about, Davenport did a nice job of, you know, some trailer threes, a couple shake threes, uh, a couple breakdowns where he got open. Like everybody's happened, you know, driving kick, forced help. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep those guys off the line a little bit. You know, they've made, like I said, they made 11, I believe, against SMU. Statistically, they were shooting 30 or 29% uh, for the season from the three-point line. They were making 7.8 three-point shots in the out-of-conference, and they've gone up to 10.9 in-conference. So that's, you know, when you go up almost three or just under three um, three three-point field goals a game, it's a little bit of a – a disparity, and obviously 16 yesterday was an uh, unbelievable role. They shot the ball really well. East Carolina continues to shoot the three-point shot with great effectiveness, and uh, Coach Dooley talked about that improved three-point shooting for East Carolina this season. Yeah, I mean, last year we couldn't throw it in the ocean at times and, and had lots of streaks, but I do think uh, we emphasize I think it's a little bit different. You know, Vance is a little bit different. He can shoot it. He can space the floor. He made a couple big threes. He made a big three in front of our bench in, in, in the second half, and uh, he's done some nice things there. And obviously, Tristan's numbers, and, and you look around, I do think the one guy who I think will shoot it better as we go along is R.J. Felt. He is, you know, he's right at about 31. I think he's a mid-30. He's just a little sped up, as we've talked about, as a freshman. He's trying to figure some of these deals out. But I, I do think, you know, we need to continue to shoot the ball from that. But uh, I, I think we've done a much better job. All right, and uh, from the Joe Dooley radio show last night uh, from the Pirate Sports Network, uh, from Learfield, uh, you heard it right here on 94.3 The Game, and uh, this is Joe Dooley talking about, uh, or providing an update, I should say, on Winston Tabs. He's doing well. He's back here. We'll have him on a schedule with rehab. Uh, he'll, he'll start uh, lifting. He, you know, we had him back for from uh, Christmas break. He got back yesterday. Uh, he will start all of his rehab. He's done some rehab in D.C., and uh, we'll have him on a weightlifting schedule. We'll have him with Nate and with our doctor and uh, some basketball things that he's allowed to do as far as shooting and ball handling. We'll start getting that, but he's he's off to a great start so far. All right, Pirates and Bearcats for the 18th time tomorrow. Pirates have dropped the last three against Cincy, including last year's 
encounter in Greenville in early March, 82-69. I had that game uh, on the tube a year ago. Remember it well. Great dunk in that game from uh, uh, one of the Bearcats players. So uh, Pirates will go up there tomorrow. We'll see what they do. And, uh, of course, then return home for a uh, painted purple game against Memphis on Saturday. A lot of people, uh, Ref, you make a New Year's resolution or, or any goals for the new year? No, I've never really been one to do that. Don't know why. Ah, well, you're too young. That's why. But, you know, a lot of people make goals. You want to eat better. You want to lose some weight. You want to uh, perhaps uh, achieve uh, some success in your career that you've not uh, achieved previously. And one way people might do that is a new career. And I'm going to tell you, this new company that has selected Greenville to be their nationwide contact center, you've heard them on our airwaves, Victra. It's the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers and Victra's Greenville contact center. I mean, it's just growing by leaps and bounds. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, also retail store support, customer care, and operations support. They have tremendous benefits, includes commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision. You get paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. It's very big if you're a guy like me that's old that's thinking retirement, right? 401k matching. So Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and their top performers earn anywhere from $25 to $28 an hour. Wow. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only, so there's no outbound cold calls. There's no telemarketing. You'll earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. And Look, I've worked a lot of places. I work at a great place now uh, with IBX Media, but anytime you can work around people that are professional, that are top-notch, it makes it such a great environment. I'm going to give you a website to head to. You can apply right now. Visit the website, pit-jobs.com to apply. Pitt is in Pitt County-jobs.com to apply. Victra, hot new company, headquartered here in Greenville. You want to start... 2020 off, you don't want it to end like 20 or 21. You got to change something. And maybe that's something you need to do within your career. So uh, Victor would be certainly worth looking into with all of those benefits and those great uh, opportunities to earn money. We have Tony Schiavone coming to join us here in just a few mon- uh, minutes. AEW wrestling announcer. They'll be in Raleigh tomorrow night for a national show seen on TBS at 8 o'clock. We'll talk about Tony's journey back to wrestling and the Georgia Bulldogs championship and a lot more when he joins us here in a few minutes. Right now, the ref, Philip Pilkington, has a sports flash here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. In local high school hoops tonight, Washington will visit North Pitt, Green Central goes to West Craven, and Aiden Grifton plays Southwest Edgecombe. ECU women's basketball is also in action tonight as they take on Tulsa on the road at 7.30 p.m. That game can be seen on ESPN+. The men's basketball team plays Cincinnati tomorrow, and here's what Coach Dooley had to say about Bearcats' leading scorer, Jeremiah Davenport. He's a very, you know, he does a good job. He, they put in some what we call shake action. He plays behind, so you'll come off a ball screen and he'll roll up behind you. Uh, does a really good job in trailer uh, trailer threes. Um, you know, found some open. They, run, they put some him in some spots to do those type of deals. 
After last night's national championship game where Georgia topped Alabama, the way-too-early top 25 poll is out for next season. The top five go Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Michigan. Two teams in the AAC have landed spots in that top 25 as well as Houston comes in at 13 and Cincinnati at 19. Giants O-line coach Rob Sale will leave New York and go be the Florida Gators offensive coordinator. The Panthers have made some coaching changes today as they have parted ways with offensive line coach Pat Meyer, defensive line coach Frank Oakham, and special teams coordinator Chase Blackburn. The MLB Players Association will hold a bargaining meeting on Thursday. Thursday. In NASCAR, Eric Almarola will call it quits after the 2022 season. He wants to spend more time with his wife and kids. The 37-year-old made his cup debut back in 2007 and has eight wins over NASCAR's top three series. After this, AEW's Tony Schiavone joins the P-Man. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. This is Tim Sutton with Greenville Auto World. When it comes to vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. It's hard to find a reliable and honest auto repair shop. That's where we come in. Greenville Auto World with a commitment to providing our customers with honest quality service at reasonable prices. Greenville Auto World has one of the most state-of-the-art repair facilities available in eastern North Carolina. Our technology, education, expertise provides you with the best care imaginable. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Attention duck hunters. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville is the premier shop for all your duck hunting supplies and is Eastern North Carolina's newest Benelli, Stoger, and Franchi shotgun dealer. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries the most sought-after duck loads, such as Kent Fast Steel 2.0, Heavy Steel and Heavy Metal, Federal Black Cloud, Remington Nitro Steel and Hypersonic, Winchester Blindside and Royal Blue Steel, and Chokes by Pattern Master and Carlson. They also carry Green Headgear Decoys, by Avery, Mojo Motorized Decoys, Decoy Weights and Cord, Avery Blinds, and Real Grass. Greenville Marine has a great selection on banded waders, clothing, and much more. Everything you need for a successful duck hunt is all under one roof, so why go anywhere else? Head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive beside Greenville Marine. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.30, and Saturday, 8.30 to 12.30. This year, U.S. Cellular's making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051. 
so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Now ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. AEW is uh, really kind of the hot wrestling company in the country right now. Uh, and they've moved to TBS here recently. Real thrilled to talk to one of the voices of AEW now. It's a guy I've wanted to, to talk to for a long, long time. Uh, he's been a sportscaster. He's been the voice uh, in wrestling for a good number of decades. Uh, and AEW coming to the PNC Arena in Raleigh. Tickets available at AEWTicks.com, also Ticketmaster. But Tony Schiavone joins us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Tony, welcome. Thank you for taking some time with us. Patrick, it's great to be talking with you. Uh, thanks for the build-up uh, to uh, my long, and I mean long, career. I'm excited about AEW coming to the PNC Arena. I'm excited uh, about re- returning to the Triangle. It's been quite a while. The last time I was there, I guess I was doing Gwinnett Braves games yeah. uh, against the Durham Bulls. And uh, also, I-, I do want to mention, before we get into this even further, uh, I-, I obviously picked the wrong time to give up my association with the Georgia Bulldogs because <laughs> I, I, had, I had been with them for 16 years, 16 years with a radio broadcast yeah. in some form or fashion. And this year I just couldn't do it with all the, uh, with all the work I had to do with AEW and the comic book coming out. I just told them I can't do it this year. And then of course, then they win the national championship, but congratulations to them. And it was uh, great being with them for all these years. Uh, again, I'm really excited about AEW. I'm excited about, Coming to the PNC Arena, I've never been there, and uh, I haven't been to, gosh, I guess the last time I did wrestling in Raleigh was the old Dorton Arena back in the Crockett Bay. It's an upgrade from yeah. Dorton Arena, I'll just tell you that. It's an upgrade from Dorton Arena. I bet Dorton. it is. <laughs> I bet it is. In Dorton Arena, you, you either sweat yourself to death or froze to death <laughs> in that, that place. One of the two. So, uh, Tony Schiavone with us. AEW tomorrow night in Raleigh, PNC Arena. And uh, AEWTicks.com uh, is where you can go. They're going to have the, the live Dynamite. They'll have a Rampage taping as well, so a full night of, of wrestling. The cool thing uh, about you, and, and we both have worked at Cox Media at various times. I was in Florida, uh, you in Georgia. So there's some other people, as I was talking to Tony before we went on, I'm sure we both know, uh, good and bad in, in, in some cases. And, and, Tony, the thing that I always have really sort of uh, – admired watching your career from afar. You mentioned you were doing Gwinnett Braves games. You were involved in the Braves radio network. Uh, you were involved in the Georgia radio network. So, like, even when your time at WCW came to an end and wrestling didn't continue for you, I mean, you're you're a guy after my heart as the old, you know, traveling broadcaster. You just keep yeah. up at it, you know. That, that's, that was right. one of the real cool things. And that's why I was really happy when AEW came on and you were a part of the telec. I thought – Man, this, I felt good for you. Yeah. It, uh, thanks for saying that. It, it was uh, quite a journey uh, for the 18 years that I was out of wrestling. And I approached it as, when wrestling ended, I approached it as if, well, uh, first of all, I, I, I tried to get back into it. And I, I checked with the WWE. They didn't want me. So when I realized that, I said, you know, it's time to try to reinvent myself. Because I did baseball on the radio. I was a disc jockey. Uh, in the early, early days prior to wrestling. 
So I had done some radio work. So I decided to reinvent my career, at least attempt to. And I was very, very fortunate to go to work for WSB, uh, the flagship station for the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Hawks at that time, and the Georgia Bulldogs. So I was able to work with the Braves and their network. I was able to work with the Atlanta Hawks and their network. was able to work with the Georgia Bulldogs. And, and eventually, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs hired me uh, away from WSB somewhat. And uh, I just kept doing the things that I love, which is sports on the radio. Yeah. Because that's how I fell in love with all this, Patrick, was I listened to baseball on the radio as a young kid. And that's how I fell in love with sports and broadcasting. And that's what started my career. So I got back into it, and I was very, very excited about it. I was very fortunate it all worked out. Was it an easy decision to go back into wrestling? Because, I mean, you had reinvented yourself. I'm sure the money helped. But, you know, but it was probably more than that, I have to imagine. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't an easy decision until I met Tony Khan and realized that in my age, because I am getting up there, in my age, what is most important and I'm sure you realize this. I'm sure everybody realizes this. There's, there's so many things you have to consider when you take a job. But to me, what is most important is working for a good person and working for someone that you enjoy working for. And you can't put a price tag on that. And so when I met with Tony Khan, I realized, you know, I want to work for this kid. He's a good guy. And he owns the company. It's not like like right. the Eric Bischoff days where he was my boss and did not own WCW. Right. So I was working with a guy that owned the company. So it was, uh, it was at first I'm thinking, wow, do I really want to get back into this because there's a lot of, a lot of pressure. A lot of things happen quickly. The night of a, of a telecast, a lot of egos, a lot of things you got to consider. They really want to go through that again. And I said, sure. And it was, uh, it was a tremendous decision. I've, I've really, really enjoyed my time here. Tony Schiavone's with us, uh, now one of the voices of AEW, at Tony Schiavone24 on uh, Twitter. Bunch of podcasts uh, out there, the AEW Restricted Podcast, which is uh, a good listen. Uh, and then the WHW, you're still doing that, aren't you, the uh, the podcast with the Conrad? Yeah, Johnson, yeah. I've been doing that, that's kind of what got me back into wrestling. We started that in 2017, okay. um, and we we're getting ready to do another season uh, here in about a couple weeks, start another season on uh, Westwood one okay. or cumulus or, uh, but, uh, as a matter of fact, that's what I was working on as uh, you and I started talking because I not only do that podcast, but I edit that podcast down and put the oh, spots wow. in and everything. So yeah, that's uh see a real radio uh, man, ladies and gentlemen, Tony, yeah, not, not some big no, TV star, a real radio man. That's what <laughs> exactly. No one, no one else going to put a spot in my podcast and screw it up. I'm going to do it myself, man. Uh, the, right. the, the book butts and seats, uh, goodreads.com right. also amazon.com and simon and schuster.com and then you mentioned a comic book is that the same thing or is that a different project tony yeah that, that, that's the comic book okay. right it was one of those things patrick where i had been asked for so many uh, years about hey you gonna do a book and i thought yeah i don't know uh it's a lot of work and i uh then uh, my friend and lawyer mike dawkins said let's do a comic book and he gave me some connections and it's a, a 10 chapter comic book more known as a graphic novel, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been very successful and very excited. 26 different artists, the writer Dirk Manning, Darina Joe, our editor, good people that work, SourcePoint Press puts it out, and uh, I've been going to comic cons and comic shops, and oh, wow. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Tony Schiavone uh, with uh, AEW Wrestling, which is going to make its debut in Raleigh 
tomorrow night. Tickets still available, AEWTix.com, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, and uh, just really a great – you're not getting overpriced on there. You're not getting gouged at the ticket window on this. And it's uh, great entertainment, and uh, it's a great product. Uh, the roster has seen it, in my opinion, uh, the, the – the caliber of the players being signed, if you will, to, to borrow some space right. parlance, uh, the free agents, uh, it's raised the level. And it, it seems like now, sure. I mean, Brian Danielson comes to mind. I mean, he's must watch television right now. Right. Right. Brian Danielson, obviously you can go through many names. We just got Kyle O'Reilly and obviously Adam Cole. I think Tony has a, a great sense of talent as far as who's out there and who he should bring in and who will help out a great deal. Kids who can, you know, put on a great match. He's done that. And of course he and Cody uh, Rhodes and uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks, they are the EVPs. They all kind of go together and, you know, decide who bring they bring in or whatever. And, and the guys they brought in have been tremendous uh, uh, to me, Brian Danielson, CM Punk. My God, think about uh, Ruby. Soho. think about, the big stars that we brought in within the last year and who knows where, you know, and that's one great thing about our show and about what I do. I never know when somebody new is coming in. Hell, I didn't even know the day that I didn't know that sting was arriving until the day he was there. <laughs> and I've worked with sting forever. Yeah. And that, that was quite a shock. And it was, it was wonderful seeing him with us. And uh, so I, I love the surprises that we have and, and who knows, I, you know, Tony has always said, Hey, there's more to come. And who is to doubt him? Because he has certainly uh, put together quite a company. Is it, uh, you know, for going from kind of, I guess, whatever your situation was in the World Championship Wrestling, did, did you know a lot of things? I mean, were you given this is a moment where this could happen or this guy could debut? Or, In other words, was that similar then? Or, or if it's different, do you prefer it now where maybe it's a more uh, genuine reaction to what's going on? I think I get a more genuine reaction now because Tony really does not let me know what's happening. You know, the, 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 the perfect example is the, the CM Punk arrival. Yeah, I, that I was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think everybody knew right. because of the internet. I mean, uh, listen, Patrick, we sold out the United Center in Chicago, a major arena based on a rumor. Yeah. Uh, and no one really knew that he was going to come. So the, the, the day before we had our meeting over the phone, we used to have face-to-face meetings but because of the pandemic. We had our meeting over the phone. And in the format that they sent out and what Tony said, he said special guest. He never mentioned the name <laughs> of CM Punk. Right, but... He said, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we all knew, right? right. So, but no one said, oh, come on, it's, it's CM Punk. But he said special guest. It said on the format, special guest, segment one. You go to the United Center, you go in the back, there was a room for special guests. It was for CM Punk. So he did a great job of, even though it was out there, as far as he was concerned, you know, keeping it quiet. And we've, you know, we've, uh, we've had, we've had that happen a couple of times. I mean, hell, it made Sports uh, Center. I mean, it was that yeah, big of a deal. Sure. You know? Right, sure. And, but Tony's done a great job of just, you know, keeping it close to the best as the old cliche goes. And, and that's fine with me. I like the natural reaction. There are some things we're told, uh, some directions that we're told of what, of where he wants to go. And I get that. But as far as new people arriving, you know, just let them show up and let us go. Oh my God. <laughs> type thing. So, yeah. 
Uh, Tony, Tony Schiavone is with us here. AEW, tomorrow night on TBS. It's their second week on TBS. Started on TNT, now on uh, TBS. And they're going to be at uh, Raleigh at the uh, PNC Arena. Plenty of uh, great opportunities for you to buy tickets. AEWTix.com, Ticketmaster.com. It'll be a fun uh, evening. Know a lot of folks that are already planning on uh, heading uh, to Raleigh and, and going tomorrow. Uh, Jim Ross, we've had on this show several uh, times in different incarnations. Uh, to talk Oklahoma football, to talk wrestling, to talk uh, anything with, with JR. He, he's great. A uh, little bit of uh, a health situation recently, but he's back in the saddle, if you will. Yeah, JR uh, is back. Uh, he brings uh, certain something to a wrestling broadcast that no one else has ever been able to bring. And uh, I, you go back, if you go back on the network and listen to some of the old JR stuff, you think, my God, he was the best ever. And he was, and he is. And we, uh, we really kind of, as Excalibur, we kind of felt lost without him there, even though we had Taz help us out uh, a great deal, and he's a great announcer. JR being back, is, it's just wonderful. And we're, we're very ha- happy that he's back, feeling good, and was able to go through his chemo. And, uh, and I think he's, he's going to be okay. He just celebrated a birthday a couple okay, weeks ago. Good, and uh, he's a longtime friend, longtime friend, and he means so much to me as a person and a friend and as a broadcaster. And it's just it's just special having him with us, and yeah. I'm I'm excited that he's, that he's feeling well. You all started together essentially in a way. Uh, or, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, you guys, as far as national, probably started together. Right, right, right. And then we, uh, he was he was doing mid south, and I was doing mid Atlantic, and. Uh, Mid-Atlantic uh, became World Championship Wrestling on uh, TBS in 85. And two years later, Jim Ross joined us in 87. So we had, Jim and I have been working together in wrestling since 87, with you know the exception of those 18 years that I didn't do it. But, um, and we roomed together uh, a lot because he came from Dallas and I came from Charlotte. And we went to Atlanta and we would spend a week in a hotel doing shows and a week <laughs> home. And... Uh, great stories about that because yeah. we we uh, put our money together and didn't didn't have much money at all yeah but there you go we made it work but then you were competitors for when wrestling was perhaps at its apex uh nationally. yeah yeah we were right we were competitors uh i'd like to think the companies were more competitors than we were uh but uh we stayed in touch not much but we stayed in touch and uh probably not as much as we probably should have right um and uh, then, of course, you know, he uh, he no longer started working for them. And we started doing podcasts and got to know each other. And all of a sudden, here we're working together. And I really credit JR with uh, with help helping, pushing me uh, to come work for with him. Because he told me, he said, I remember we were in, in Vegas before this all started. And AEW was getting ready to start. Maybe like the wintertime in, 19, or in 2019. And he said, I'd love for you to come work with me. I, I think you and me together would be great. And so I think he helped push me there, and I owe him a lot. So it's great to be with him again. Yeah. I, again, that was just one of the cool things, kind of from afar, knowing a little bit about your career and journey, that it was kind of cool to see you back and enjoying this. On It seems like you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah, we're having fun. I think it comes across that way. We have a blast. We enjoy working with Excalibur. We enjoy working with each other. I love working with Taz. He makes me laugh all the time. And I uh, just, uh, we are having fun. I think it comes across, like you said. And I think, and the fans that will be coming to Raleigh will realize once they get there, they're going to have a lot of fun as well. You can tell the fans in the stands are having fun. 
Yeah, watching this. No, the crowds so, are are really into it. You know, when I've watched yeah. uh, this, I mean, the, the, it's not. So, let's just say on the other channel, sometimes you could hear a pin drop, and yeah, not now, not with this. I mean, the you know, for better or for right. worse, they're into it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, credit the credit Tony for putting matches together, and credit the talent for being able to have good matches. Listen, Patrick, you don't always have a good match. We've had some matches that haven't been that good, but still we're able to build something within those matches to make it exciting. And uh, so that's, that's all teamwork there. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you got a lot to do, uh, and uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here uh, this afternoon. I really do. Great to speak to you. Hope we can do it again down the road. Uh, Tony Schiavone, follow him on Twitter at Tony Schiavone 24. Uh, you can uh, check out his AEW Unrestricted podcast video and audio edition. Uh, also uh, coming up, uh, as he mentioned, the WHW uh, What Happened When podcast is uh, coming up soon. Butts in the Seats, the Tony Schiavone story. Amazon.com is probably your best place to go there. Uh, AEWTix.com to get tickets to the big show tomorrow night. That'll air nationally on TBS think I covered it all. Tony, uh, really appreciate it very much. Hope we can catch up down the road at some point and continued success, my man. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, and it's great. It'd be great getting back to the Raleigh-Durham area and uh, seeing some of the friends that I've made over the years. And we look forward to the show coming up at the PNC Arena. It should be exciting. Yep, should be. And that'll be uh, tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite, live at 8 o'clock. Enjoyed talking to Tony. He, look, Tony slugged it out for years. I mean, he's a working working broadcaster and uh, involved with the Bulldogs. I remember hearing him on the Braves Network. He did a lot of their studio stuff over the years and then was with the uh, AAA team for a good number of seasons and went, uh, went back into pro wrestling announcing. All right, uh, breaking news in the last few minutes. The Giants can Joe Judge. John Ellis says he ought to be the special teams coordinator for the Panthers. <laughs> so Joe Judge, after two years out, Matt Rule continues to sit in the head coaching seat in uh, Charlotte. So now add the Giants to uh, an opening of NFL jobs. We'll see. Wouldn't it be funny if Kellen Moore went there and then he was Jason Garrett's boss as a reverse <laughs> to what it used to be in Dallas? I thought they got rid of Garrett. Maybe they did. Garrett, yeah, they did, because Garrett was up for the Duke job. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't think he'd bring Garrett back in. Uh, I think Kellen Moore's going to wind up in Denver. That's just no reason. I just think that's what's going to end up happening. I would like to see the guy get a shot. Yeah. I think Leftwich winds up in Jacksonville, if you want to know the truth. All right. Uh, more on that later. Hey, uh... Thanks to Tony Schiavone. Great job by Philip Pilkington. 90-minute edition tomorrow of the Patrick Johnson Show. See at 5 and on the radio tomorrow. Talk of the town at 7.